What's up, you beautiful buttholes? You know what time it is. Hi. What's up, everybody? Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes. And why did I start my intro like that? Well, because my guest today, that's how he starts his TikToks. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to combine it somehow. Anyway, Ryan Shaner is my guest this week. You probably know him as One Big Pikey. He has 851.4 thousand followers on TikTok, which is absolutely amazing. And he deserves every single one because he is so funny and the guy is so smart and he knows his stuff about bourbon. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear what we had to talk about. So I'm going to quit talking and let him do the talking. But before I go, if you aren't following him on TikTok, get your beautiful butthole over to his page and hit that follow because I'm telling you, this guy is going to be big. So without further ado, here's Ryan Shaner, AKA one big pikey on TikToking this week. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking, where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking, find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking, fascinating interview. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. It's very humbling every day. You know, it's like when people stop me at the grocery store and they're like, hey, I'm a huge fan. And I'm like, I don't have fans. I'm just a guy that gets bread, man. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's weird. Could you ever imagine? I'm, I don't know what you did before TikTok as far as social media goes, but did you ever imagine that you would jump onto this app and just gain almost a million followers, man? I mean, a million people. Some celebrities on the app, they don't yeah. even have that many followers you know yeah never in a million years man um i did some stuff on social media just like facebook and you know instagram and stuff and i thought i was king shit at turd mountain when i had like two thousand followers on instagram man i was like hey i'm really something over here look at me <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then i just started posting stuff on um on tiktok and like the first like nine videos I posted, I had a video that went like really viral, like got over a million views. And I was like, Oh crap, man. And like overnight, I it, like, I went from like a uh, hundred followers to like 12,000 followers. Wow. That's so crazy. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is crazy. So I was kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm 37 years old. I don't know how old you are, but, um, I'll be 34 in November. Okay. Well, I blew out my knee last summer. So I had reconstructive knee surgery and I was laid up for four months. And so I was like, you know what? I am bored out of my mind. I'm going to get on TikTok and just check it out. Well, I jumped on TikTok and I started posting videos of myself. I wasn't really getting any followings. And I ended up posting a video, Hotel Transylvania, but it was just the voiceover stuff, like the behind the scenes of the actors doing the, the voices. And it was similar to what you were saying, because I woke up the next day and it had like, 6.4 million views and all of a oh, sudden wow. yeah, yeah. all of a sudden I had like a hundred thousand followers and it, it was just insane nothing of me no one likes my stuff that I do but <laughs> anything I post animation wise they love it so you know man that's that's awesome I was kind of curious you know and I'm sure everybody is you're from Ohio correct yeah and born yeah. and raised yep yep never uh I've never left Ohio I, I used to spend some summers up in Pennsylvania Apollo Pennsylvania um 
my family owns a farmhouse up there. So we used to go up there for a few weekends in the summer and just, you know, kind of ride four wheelers and be hillbillies for a little bit. But yeah, just yeah, Stark County, Ohio area. I've, I've lived here my whole life. That's awesome. And what, what did your parents do for a living or what do they do for a living? <laughs> well, oh man. How much, how much time you got? Oh, I, all the time you've got, man. I'm on your time right now. So, uh, my, my mom was, um, my mom and dad got divorced real early in life. And I think, you know, a lot of people like my comedy and stuff, but like comedy comes from most, most people that like view comedy as like an outlet or like some sort of, you know, whatever is like my parents got divorced real early and it kind of like went into a spiral to that so you have to use that dark side to just kind of flip it into a sense of humor anyway so my mom used to work at uh, a hospital she used to be a lead phlebotomist sorry I, I had tongue surgery years and years ago so sometimes words don't come out right my dad used to work at the the hospital sanitizing surgical equipment so then they got divorced and then we moved and my mom worked at uh, a state hospital for uh mrdd and that's kind of where i got my start in my job is because uh i used to volunteer out there really young and we just moved around a whole lot around stark county and she used to sell caskets and then my stepdad used to sell caskets and then they worked at uh mental health facility mrdd facility back to a workshop facility and now they work for themselves so that's that's basically it man they've just been a hodgepodge of different careers but they kind of have their niche now i'm so sorry i'm actually sitting outside there might be a train that comes by because i can hear the tracks vibrating okay. so people that are on my live they, they they will they will notice the train they'll be like oh yeah pikey's outside so um hopefully he's not too big of a dick but sometimes they're real quiet other times they're super loud i didn't think of that when i stood outside that's it yeah so, no 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 problem at all that, actually if your followers are used to that for your videos then i mean that just adds to yeah, it they're so. used to every time i go live every once in a while i sink in a drink it they'll be like oh there's that train i live by the tracks too so <laughs> where did you get the idea to basically just start getting things from like ideas from people to mix different foods and different types of drinks and and just start doing it so that, that was kind of like by fluke. Like I never planned on being like a food TikTok guy. My, my whole TikTok was like from the very beginning, if you scroll all the way back the, to the very beginning, my TikTok was always sort of based around alcohol content, you know, centered around just being a geek with alcohol. Then I started doing story times for my work. And all of a sudden, this guy was like, hey, you do the sick, it's a drink it. And I don't even know who suggested it to me at first. But they were like, hey, you know, we would like to see you eat a Kit Kat and ketchup. And I was like, oh, okay. And like everything was going right for me that day, man. And uh, this guy was like, dude, do it. It's, it's going TikTok viral. And I was like, I've never seen this in my entire life. So I got my happy ass to Walmart and I bought a Kit Kat bar and some ketchup and I tried it and I loved it, man. I was like, holy shit. Another thing is, is like, I eat very strict throughout the day. So I'm just like a chicken and white rice kind of guy. So like these weird food combinations are really like the first time I'm ever having it. And like, I haven't ate a candy bar until this year. I didn't eat a candy bar for like, I couldn't tell you like four years. So like, it's like retasting stuff again. And it's fun, man. I'm having a yeah, lot of awesome. fun with it. So the Kit Kat yeah. and ketchup thing was your first 
one that was the that was the first one that kind of just took <laughs> off man that's crazy and i know <laughs> i know a lot of people and i was like hey you know i could either just kind of let one video go viral and let it die or you know kind of ride this train a little bit and i'm having a blast doing it and i tell everybody the, the minute i stop having fun with the weird food combinations the minute I, i'm like dude i just don't want to do this anymore like it's boring to me or it feels forced i'll just stop doing it yeah you know so i don't know if you remember but i actually did a duet on that uh kit kat ketchup one and i remember you loved it and i tried it and it just it uh, it did not sit well with me and i remember you commented back you're like oh but it's so good i was like no 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 <laughs> it's not good at all it's, it's kind of like cilantro mm-hmm. so like some people eat that and then like some people taste like it tastes like soap and other people taste uh you know like this fresh organic leafy stuff that they get at Japotl there and uh <laughs> you know i'm kind of in between some days it tastes like soap to me other days i like it okay yeah well, but yeah i love that stuff and then i got in the really gross combinations the really like People were like, oh, eat a sentry egg and then eat sastromi oh, and then yeah. do these hot challenges. And I was like, man, the hot challenges almost killed me. Like um, the death chip challenge. Oh, yeah. Like legitimately, like people don't understand. Like I don't handle hot stuff very well. So they keep sending me this hot stuff. And every once in a while, I, I muster up the courage to try it. But the only reason why I tried this hot chip is because there was there. I have a follower by the name of David Woods. And uh, he's been a longtime supporter. And uh, he offered me 450 bucks to eat it on my live. And that was more money than I've made on TikTok in, in, in a long time. Oh, so wow. Back to what you do on TikTok. Uh, one thing that I felt was pretty amusing, actually. And, and I love it. And I actually find myself using it now. But the whole beautiful buttholes thing, <laughs> where did that come from, man? I mean, that, that, that just cracks me up. So like, <laughs> I was trying to, I don't know where it came from, man, but I caught like, so I work, you know, it's, it's no, uh, no secret. I work at a psych hospital. So I'm always tr- trying to find new ways to like, you know, lighten the mood because a psych hospital, believe it or not, is not the most positive place to work. I'm always trying to like call them something that like, they're like, Hey, wait a minute. What did you say? You know, like. And I'm like, oh, I just called you a beautiful butthole. And they don't know how to take it. Or um, I call it turnip farmers. I I use that term a lot. So it just, it was one of those things where I was like, what is up, you beautiful buttholes? And people went nuts over it. So it just kind of took off and I just stuck with it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It seems like my TikTok, there's no real plan to it, man. It's just all kind of chaotic and... It's like organized chaos. Like I post what I like and I try to be high energy all the time because that's basically what I am. And, um, you know, some days if I, if I'm not high energy, I I just don't, I just don't post much, but, um, yeah, say outrageous things, grab somebody's attention and then hopefully they stick around for the next 60 seconds. And, uh, if I, if I can make somebody in in one minute, just forget about their day and just go, (laughs) That guy's crazy. And they just forgot about like they need to get the dishes done or that bill's overdue or, you know, their car has a flat tire. Even if I can do that for like 60 seconds, man, I'm happy. Like that makes me like thrilled to do that. I mean, you make me chuckle all the time, man. And 
Oh, even even on a bad day, everybody has bad days. And uh, I mean, I could just flip on TikTok and because I follow you, you know, a video will come up and I just crack up, man. So thank you for that, too. That's awesome. And that's part of the reason you have so many followers. And I believe you're going to have millions more. I hope so. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Uh, (laughs) I'm struggling past two, three months. It's been hard to grow my account. It's been extremely hard. Uh, I've been kind of low-key battling TikTok for probably three months um, with the whole flagging of the videos. And, um, you know, they, they would throttle my my content a whole lot. So, like, you would get a content violation. And then they, will, they won't tell you what, what violation you, you, you did. They'll just say it's a content violation. You appeal it. They give you the appeal. They'll go, okay, you won the appeal. Sorry for the inconvenience. But we're still going to block you for three days. And you go, well, three days is detrimental on social oh, media. Yeah. People forget about you like that, you know? So so 72 hours. And I worry about this app a whole lot, man, because I have a whole lot of fun. And I actually care about entertaining people. And, um, you know, three days, I'm like, oh, God. I'm going to lose all my followers in three days. <laughs> That's oh, my yeah. mind. It's like, and I might lose 20 or 30 of them. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'm nothing now. You know, I get all paranoid about it. Like the alcohol content? Is that why? No, my alcohol content never gets flagged, man. Uh, usually, like, if I post a cigar, I'm a big fan of, like, I Havana cigars. Because as a cigar smoker, when I smoke a cigar, it's like, Somebody go first thing they ask me, man, do you smoke a Cuban? I'm like, you can just go buy those. And they're like, they're illegal in the USA. And I'm like, they're illegal to sell in the USA. They're not illegal to buy them. Like that's a different, that's a whole different thing. They'll send them right to your house and it's perfectly legal. And uh, I don't mean to make that sound like a plug, but so like when I post something about it, you know, when I'm like, Hey, today I'm smoking this. And I had a couple cigar reviews on here before I got, you know, big TikTok status. They would flag it and they would flag it as illegal or regulated goods or danger to minors. Or uh, I had one that was that was flagged for sexual nudity and, con- you know, and I was like, how is a cigar sexual in any mat? Like, yeah, that- <laughs> like I'm not a sex symbol on TikTok. Like by no means somebody's looking at me and going, boy, one big pikey. I love that guy that like chugs beer and like gags himself on weird food every day. Yeah, <laughs> so there's nothing sexual about my content whatsoever. But uh yeah, they just they just love they'll they'll pinpoint a certain creator and they'll just beat them into the dirt and then they'll see if they can uh get them to to quit or fail. And if they don't, then you kind of rise up a little bit and you'll get a couple thousand followers, you know, maybe the next month, man, you'll have a really good month. But it's madness out there right now. Like I I don't I Still, I, I can't understand what TikTok's doing or the algorithm of it or any of it. So, yeah, that's crazy because you would think, you know, when you do all these hashtags, the for you and uh, mm-hmm. just just different hashtags that are kind of trending at the moment. That doesn't mean your video necessarily is going to go out to all that. I feel like TikTok kind of has the say in what is shown to all these people. So with your content, with it being shown to like thousands and thousands of people, and they're not all your followers, you know, I, how can TikTok, in my opinion, flag you when they're the one kind of sending it out 
to allow people to watch it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Or if you duet a video, or like a stitch a video, and they'll flag that video. Um, there's a creator who had a, a huge following. He had a really big following, and he, he his screen name was You Been Whacking Off. <laughs> and he's a funny guy, man. Him, him, and there's another guy that's like underscore Zarbo. They're two of the funniest guys on TikTok. I can watch those dudes all day. And if, if anybody wants to know, like, what are the creators watching? I'm watching You've Been Whacking Off and Zarbo. And Zarbo is one of the funniest people I've ever seen on the internet. The fact that he doesn't have a bazillion followers, well, he's way funnier than I will ever be in life. But, uh, yeah, uh, You've Been Whacking Off stitched a video that is still up and uh he got his whole entire account banned like they shut his whole entire account down for sexual nudity but the original video that was up is still on tiktok man it was like a wet t-shirt contest and he just stitched it he was like what the hell is that you know (laughs) kind of deal and they they banned his entire wow and didn't get it back. And I was like, oh, dude, that sucks. He's like, yeah, man, it, it is what it is. That's so crazy. And uh, I see females posting, yeah. I mean, tons of things. I mean, even to the point where they're flashing the camera. And I mean, it's it's full on skin. Uh, everything you're not supposed to show. And, and they have millions of views, millions of likes. And it's not flagged at all. It's still running. And I mean, that's the nudity. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't get it. I don't get it. I had a video of the the, the damn the damn girl uh, that was like uh, avocado tastes like clean penis or whatever the hell, and that video went super viral. And I stitched that video, and all I did was take maple syrup butter that you buy in a jar at Walmart and put it on a spoon, and I stitched that video. And right after she says, "Hey, uh, you know, fresh avocado tastes like clean jizz or whatever," and. Uh, I was like, welcome to Factor Cap. And I was like shaking and crying. And uh, that was it. That was the whole video. And (laughs) dude, TikTok, it started going viral. I got like 6,000 likes in like half an hour. And TikTok just pummeled it, man. Just (laughs) flat out just killed it. I was like, oh, man, that was my road to a million followers. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) Nothing happens when you hit a million followers. It's just a personal goal of mine. Like... I'm not making hardly dick all on money on TikTok. It's not about the money. If people think creators make tons of money on TikTok, man, they're so they're so like it is not what people portray it is. You yeah. know, some of these guys are like, dude, you got you got over five hundred thousand followers, man. You must make that sweet TikTok money. I made two dollars and forty seven cents today on the TikTok creator. Yeah, I'm pretty fuck. sure TikTok is uh, <laughs> definitely the lowest paying social media. Uh, source out there youtube's the big winner you know youtube will pay their people pretty good but absolutely if i had almost a million followers on youtube i would i would quit my job tomorrow right exactly (laughs) when i started making money on tiktok you know i I look now and i don't post near as much as i used to just because i'm so busy but i mean a a penny here maybe two pennies you know it's like it's nothing but I, i mean it's fun i don't do it for the money either and it's it's a great it's just fun, man. I like being creative. I, I like, you know, a lot of people look at me like, dude, you're too old for this. Like, it's kind of stupid. And I'm like, well, I Never. find it fun. You know, I, 
I'm young at heart, so. <laughs> you got to um, cut those people out, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. People are like, dude, I, there's nothing more I hate. In, oh, God, I hate it so much. Is like when you like tell a buddy of yours, like, hey, man, I'm really into this thing. This is a new thing I'm into. Like, aside from like crazy, like self-destructive shit, like I'm not going to go up to a friend and be like, fuck, yeah, man, I love smoking meth. And he's like, dude, that's messed up. And I'm like, you just don't support me. But uh, <laughs> um, if you're like, hey, I'm really into doing stuff like this, man, I'm, I'm into, you know, whatever hobby it is. And your friends shit all over that hobby other than like some light ball busting, man, those are the worst type of people to have around you. You know, oh, yeah. I just want people that support, you know, just constant support, you know, and, uh, within reason, you know, but if I'm like, Hey, I really like, I'm a knife collector. So I collect all sorts of knives, thousands of dollars worth of knives. You know, if I tell my buddies like, Hey dude, check out this knife I got. And somebody was like, dude, you're fucking wasting your money. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'd be like low key pissed at him. It's like I work hard for my money, man. I could use it how I want when I want. Absolutely, you know. It, and it's like, and it makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, well, and that's one crazy. That's one thing I really love about you too. And I don't remember the exact uh, the exact video, but there was one particular video. I don't know if someone was doing some bullying on your page or saying something, but I loved that you said, you know. I'm 6'5", 350 pounds, and that, that's correct, right? 6'5"? Six, 6'4", six, yeah. Oh, 6'4". Yeah. Okay, so 6'4", 350, and it's like, I'm a big dude, and I don't, whatever you're saying is not okay. I don't, I don't respect that. That's not what I'm trying to put out there, and I love that you stick up for those kinds of situations yeah. because I'm with you, man. No one needs to bully. This is all for fun. Um, I, I understand some kids that are on the app try to steal the attention away from the creator to, you know, get their own followers or whatnot. But I, I love that you still take the time to actually make a video to stick up for people or put down as far as the bullying away from your page, because a lot of creators I notice will just kind of push that away and ignore it. And they don't do anything about it, but you do. And I appreciate yeah. that and uh, love that about you as well. I'll just straight up block them. Like, <laughs> like I, I know uh, I've talked to Scott D. Henry about it at one point and uh, we follow each other because he, he mentioned something on one of his videos. It was like negative bullshit, you know, bullying other followers or like, you know, just just outright just being nasty. Like everybody can hide behind their phone. Or a lot of people can hide behind a keyboard and be, you know, keyboard tough guys or whatever you want to call it. But when it comes down to it, man, when kids read that shit, it affects them. When adults read that stuff, it can affect them. Nobody knows what somebody's super self-conscious about. You know, right. somebody looks at me and he's like, you know, oh, man, you're going super gray in your beard. Honestly, I don't care if I go gray in my beard. But what happens if that was like a real bad trigger to me? And I was just like. Oh no, you know, it's like, Oh right. God, you know, or even a condition. I mean, some people have conditions yeah. where it creates, you know, gray hairs in certain parts of your head or face. And, and you could be sensitive about that. I mean, that's like someone making fun of something for another special ability they may have, you know, mm -hmm. down syndrome or something like that. It's just, I think today's day and age, you're absolutely right. People hide behind the phone. They hide behind the texts of all these comments of social media 
And I know when I was a kid, uh, we didn't have any of this, you know, internet was still dial up with, and it was nothing like it is today. And if you had something to say, you go out and you say to that person, uh, maybe you throw down, maybe you don't, but at the end of the day, it's over. You know, you said your piece and you said it to his face or her face or whoever's whatever. And, uh, and then it was over, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, it blows my mind how many people like not enough people have been punched in the face in my personal opinion in, in, in recent years. Cause you get punched in the face. You kind of know like, Oh man, you know, first of all, getting punched in the face doesn't hurt that bad. Second of all, it wakes you up from like, maybe you did say some ignorant shit. Maybe it was you. Maybe they caught you on a bad day and you weren't thinking right. And you said some dumb ass stuff and you deserve to get punched in the face. It's a humbling experience. But everybody that's hiding behind their keyboards, they're in the safety of their own home. They got their doors locked. And they're just like, yeah, I'm going to tell this guy he's fat. You know? (laughs) You're just like, yeah. What the, what the fuck, man? You say that you say that in any other realm, and there's trolls all over the internet. Blah blah blah. You know we've everybody's turned it a million times, but you just kind of like just at one point you want to meet one of those guys that like just comes up to you and he's like, nobody likes you. Your hair's turning gray. You got a twitchy eye, and you got a slight speech impediment. You know? <laughs> and you're like, oh okay, I'm just gonna punch you in the mouth. You know. And it's, <laughs> be like fine exactly we'll even we'll even up the score and i guarantee you once that guy gets punched in the mouth he's gonna be like hey you know all that thing you know the things i said but i'm the guy that I'll, I'll hit you and then i'm gonna buy you a beer right like i'm gonna like crack you and then i'm gonna be like here come here let's let's listen to some death metal and drink some beer together that was a good fight yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, you know? but see that same person that same bully is the guy that'll see you at the store, won't say a word, but then as soon as he gets home, he'll comment on your one of your videos. Hey, I just saw you at Target. By the way, you have gray in your beard. You know what I mean? Like he won't say it to right. your face. They'll just wait right. and wait. But right. I, I'm afraid for my kids. I, I the future is gonna be. Oh, <laughs> I worry so much every day about my daughter that it's it, it's almost unhealthy like it's borderline to the point where it's almost an obsession my daughter has coats disease and i've been very vocal about that mm-hmm. so my daughter can't see out of her right eye and her right eye has had it'll be four surgeries by the end of this year oh wow because she's going in for another eye surgery here sometime this year maybe next year if we can push it into next year i think we should but so her eye, when it's not kind of shut, her eye almost looks like a marble. And I'm just waiting for her to get older and kids just to just, you know, she takes after her dad. So at three years old, she's the size of most six-year-olds. Like my daughter's 60 pounds mm-hmm. at three years old. And she hits me at my waistline and I'm six four. So she's half the height of me, you know, she's like 38 inches (laughs) and she's 60 pounds and she's solid, man. She's built like a brick shit house. And I'm like, Oh, I really wish you would have took after your mother. And then I'm like, no, fuck that, man. You're going to be a tough woman. You know, you're going to be tough, strong chick. Oh yeah. But I worry, I worry about that bullying with her eye and that like, 
she was never given a chance. She was never given a chance. She's always had blindness in her, in her right eye. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. You know, like this kid just never like, she's like, in my opinion, she's, she's just, she's starting one step behind just on that alone. Like the fact that she's just like, she can only see out of one eye. But then, like, you look at everything else, and she's, like, crazy smart, and she's super funny. She's ridiculously funny. And I'm not talking, like, oh, she's funny because I'm her dad, and, like, da-da-da-da-da. This kid gets shit that three-year-olds shouldn't get, and she, like, makes comments on it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is awesome. So there's, like, a balance with it. With It, it kind of comes full circle where, like, in tragedy, there's humor. And like, she'll make jokes like, you know, I'm a pirate and stuff like that in a three-year-old, you know? And I'm like, how the hell does, how can this kid flip stuff around? Like my life is so, so like, like anything I, I go through in life, man, I just look at my daughter, like, she's just like, yeah, I see out of one eye, but like, it's no big deal. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Like she's been through more surgeries than I've been through and right. she's three. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. Crazy. Well, she's crazy. absolutely adorable, you know? man. I'm, I mean, I've. The videos I've seen with her, she she's such a cutie, and um, congratulations on that alone. I mean, you're, it seems like you're doing. I don't Thank know you so personally. Much. I just you know I, what I see, but it seems like you're doing a good job, man. And uh, you know it, that's awesome. And with your wife, I try. Well, you're doing good. <laughs> your trying's working <laughs> out. Um, so with your wife yeah. and daughter, how do they feel about what you're doing with social media and TikTok and? all the followings and the, the time consumption. Cause I know with TikTok or any social media platform, once you start getting kind of like a fan base, it, it starts to be time consuming. And, you know, we're both men who have full-time jobs, take care of our families. So that little bit of time that we do have with our families, we tend to cherish that. And then you almost feel like you have a second or even third job just trying to keep up with the social media part, you know? I, I hear my, my, my social media, especially TikTok, is uh it, it has turned into a second job. It's turned into a second job. Uh when I'm not at work, if you notice I don't post much stuff between like three thirty and like eight o'clock. That's why all my sinking and drinkets are at night. Most of them. Like I would say like ninety eight percent of them are at nighttime. Is because I do my sinkets and drinkets when my wife is putting my daughter down for her nap or for, for <laughs> bedtime for her nap. Yeah. She only takes a nap at 8 PM. So at when, when she's done with that and I get done making her, uh, her lunch for daycare, then I come out here and I have my one beer and a shot of whiskey. And then we go in and we do like the typical Midwest, like down home married couple bullshit where we're like, we just like watch hell's kitchen and like, eat pork grinds or whatever the fuck we do. <laughs> um, but my wife is, is my wife has always been even before social media blew up, even before like I was on YouTube, like I, I have a YouTube channel, uh, bourbon booze and blades where, uh, like I, I like do knife reviews and I've done bourbon reviews. I'm going to start doing bourbon reviews again. Once the shed's done, I did all that. I started on YouTube before I started on TikTok. But uh, I, I have like maybe 3,000 followers. I still don't know how to monetize YouTube. 
but uh you know it's getting there whatever oh yeah but <laughs> um <laughs> but she has been incredibly supportive uh to the point where it's almost like hey babe i need to do this for social media it's going to be super funny she's like okay go do it i'm like oh okay like there's no argument now every once in a while like like it took me 45 minutes to get through Sam's club the one time. Cause I got stopped by six different people, like six different couples. Like she was a little bit like, well, you got, you know, you, you were sort of just supposed to grab some stuff and like leave. And I was like, well, I just can't like not talk to people. You know, it was like, they made the effort to come and speak to me cause they like my content and they support my content. So the very least I can do is make the effort to like talk to them for five, 10 minutes and just be like, Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much for liking my stuff. I try to incorporate Adeline in some of my content. It was a, a, a blessing in disguise when Adeline first got diagnosed with, uh, with coach disease. Uh, I posted a video that's like, Hey, you know, I think I only had a hundred and 53,000 followers at the time. And when I say only 153,000 followers, I don't mean to sound arrogant when I say that. No, but, but compared to almost a million, I mean, right. That, that was, you know, that's a lot less than that's a 10th of what you, you have basically, you know? So yeah, I get you. Right. So I posted this video and we just drove home from the Cleveland clinic and I was devastated and the Cleveland Clinic told us at first that my daughter had stage three retinomitosis eye cancer and that it was moving oh, wow. to her brain. Jesus. But we would have to wait to see if it was this other thing. And I was like, no, the fuck? Like, listen, either we find out today or I'm going to be spending time in jail. Like, we got, like, you can't just send us home and like, hey your daughter could be dead in a year or it could just be like this eye disease and like, you know, whatever. And you're like, that's not the same thing. It's both devastating, but it's not the same fucking thing. Absolutely. So they actually called in uh, Dr. Sears who basically wrote the book on coach disease and coach disease is very rare. It's like one in every 200,000 children get it. Oh, wow. And it's even rarer in, in females like, so like 99% of it's male, young males, like infantile males get coast disease. And then like my daughter has advanced coast disease. So she has advanced coast disease, which is even more rare than coast disease. And then she has, she's female. So it's, it equals out to being like one in every 400,000 kids or some shit like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This doctor comes in though. I jump around a lot. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, the the doctor comes in and he looks in her eye and he goes, oh, it's not cancer. It's coach disease. And I'm like, how the fuck can you tell just by looking into her eyeball? You know, like he has that little thing where he puts it up to his eye. You know, oh, yeah, it's coach disease. We'll take some images here in the next couple of days. Go home. We're going to have to do surgery in like four days. I'm like, oh, okay, fuck. So I posted this video on TikTok. It was like, hey, guys, like my content's going to be slowing down. I'm going to focus on, you know, my daughter. She was just diagnosed with coast disease. We don't know if it's cancer on top of coast disease or whatever because we were up in the air. And, man, TikTok just 
It's one of the reasons why I care about the app so much. The, the generosity of strangers never cease to amaze me. And it makes you, it, it reestablishes your faith in humanity. Like this fucking generation that's coming up, they're the most kind, caring, understanding, acceptable fucking people in the planet. I agree 100%. And it proved that. You know, it proved that people could say whatever the fuck they want about Generation X, but man, they are so accepting of everything and they're so generous and they fucking understand. So I posted this video and it was a one minute TikTok video and it got like 200,000 plus likes. And I woke up with over 200,000 followers, 300,000 followers, and they were all there to support my daughter. They don't even know my daughter. I never even posted videos of my daughter. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then people were like, hey, man, we need a wish list. Like, we're going to support you because you've produced funny content on here and you're in need. So now it's time for us to give back to the creator. And I was floored, man. Like at one point, the post office just had to pull a cart out to my car. And I had like 57 packages in one day. And not only that is like, uh, I, I think it was iron horse tattoos out of Las Vegas bought us this like wagon. That was like, they bought us this stroller. It was like a $400 stroller. That was like a wagon that unfolded and it has all these bells and whistles and ding dong. They sent it to us. We never asked for it. They sent it to us. And then they wrote us like, Hey, we absolutely love your content. Thank you so much. Hugs and kisses to your daughter. Here's $500. So they not only sent us this cart, they sent us $500 to help with medical bills. So it was incredible. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So when people, you know, the the support was amazing. And the support that I got from my wife. And then like, for and liberty to be able to put her on the internet and she's not super outgoing where she's like hey you know i'm gonna do this this and this but she's like hey this is what you want to do let's do it you know and she created her own account and everything else like that but uh it was very humbling it was it it was one of the most humbling experiences i've ever had in life where people were just like hey you're hurt your daughter's going through some shit. Let's make this suck a lot less for you. And it made it suck a lot less for me. And I don't, I I, still to this day, I don't know how to repay everybody. You know, I don't know what to do other than try to work to become more well-recognized, whatever this may be. If I become an entertainer, fine. If I don't, fine. I'm happy where I'm at. And then just support other families with coach disease. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? No, like, and that's, that's so I cool. Do, and I, you know? I noticed that a lot but, on TikTok. You know, I, I see a lot of stupid videos go viral. But more than anything, I will see more sympathy type videos really get big. And, you know, whether it's someone who lost someone close to them, um, someone who's just going through a hard time. Uh, I, I've seen one one girl that was pretty popular on TikTok uh, 
she literally had no money, had lost her job due to COVID. She had no electricity in her house. Uh, and everybody was reaching out and sending her money. She was able to get her electricity back on and it was in the middle of winter. So she was freezing, you know, and she just posted this video. Like, I'm sorry, it's dark. She wasn't asking for anything. It was just, I'm sorry, it's dark. I don't have electricity right now. I lost my job. Um, but I'm going to still try to give you guys a video. Well, then it was just comment after comment, like what's your PayPal, what's your Venmo, what, you know, and it was just nonstop support. And I love that, man. I, I will, I will support the app just for that alone. If I'm not even making any video content myself, I will just watch it and, and support it just for that, that part of it. You know, I think it's so awesome. What an incredible fucking community to be a part of though. Like never, never would I thought like I'm from rural ass Ohio, man. Like I pot, I pass an Amish buggy on the way home every day. (laughs) And I wave to the same Amish dude every day. Like that's the shit. That's where I live, man. And to just be like, you know, I can, I can post a video on here and like, yeah, we can bitch about TikTok and you know, I go to clapper and blah, blah, blah. And we could do all that. But the retrospect is, is like, I can post a video on here and it might not go super viral. It, I might only get 2,000 likes in that video. You know, out of out of 850,000 followers, 2,000 likes yeah. is, is, a, is a drop in the bucket. But those 2,000 people saw my shit. 2,000 people that I've never fucking met in my entire life. 2,000 people liked it, watched it, and was like, man, double tap exactly. that shit. That's great. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, that's awesome. You know, and it gives you such a long reach and it gives you this connection. I saw TMZ. Fucking TMZ is posting about TikTokers now. <laughs> They're not posting about Matt Damon. They're not posting about Ben Affleck. They don't give a shit about, you know, right. what JLo's doing right now. They took a picture of uh, Charlie D'Amelio, like drinking coffee. <laughs> They're like, what does she, she drink her right. coffee black or with cream, you know? And most of, and you know, most of us, like in our thirties, we're like, that girl is what? She's like 17, 18 years old, something like that. Yeah. I think even younger, I think 15, oh, 16, maybe I, I somewhere around there. Yeah. I don't maybe. follow her. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> surprise. I'll be honest. We're um, like the only two on, on the app that don't follow. Yeah. We're, we're the only two dudes on the app. Exactly. It's just like, no, nah, that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, she's enjoying her coffee and TMZ, which her whole job is to follow celebrities, is now all of a sudden like following this chick that like creates TikTok dances, you know? Right. And they're like super simple. They're like, here's a 15 second dance of me moving my elbows. And somehow it's 80 million views. <laughs> yeah. I literally <laughs> even like, just oh, saw okay. her do a, I just saw a commercial or actually I'm no, not a commercial. It was a, a YouTube video. Uh, she's in a new movie. She's doing a, a, an animation movie. She's a voice of one of the characters. And no. I'm just like, oh my it's God, insane, really? you know, and I'd to love this, to do that. Oh yeah. Me too. And to this point, um, that's where I came up with the idea of this podcast. So my wife and I actually had a podcast that we were doing. So the story behind it was we are a combined family. We both came from previous marriages and we both came with uh, 
three kids each. So we had six kids that we combined and then we have one together now. So we have a total of seven kids. So we were doing a podcast about that. But as I got more into TikTok, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. And yeah. I always noticed that there were tons of podcasts with mainly celebrities interviewing celebrities. And they were very successful. But today's generation and the upcoming generation, social media talent and creators and those are their celebrities. They, to them, they are more important than the people making a movie or recording music even sometimes, you know. And this idea came, like, no one's yeah. doing this. So I'm like, I would love to get to know these people that I follow because they make me laugh. Their content's amazing. And I would love to get to know them for who they are when they're not making TikTok videos, you know. So I was like, this would be a great idea to allow the fans to really get to know the people that they love and love to watch that they wake up to that they, you know, spend all day scrolling through their TikToks and, and liking and commenting. So that's ingenious, man. Well, and, and, you know, I thought this would be a great opportunity to also record it and, you know, I can post it on the, the podcast page and I will tag all the creators I interview. And honestly, it'll give a chance for your fans that don't listen to podcasts to see that you were on one and then want to go and listen to it and then also the listeners of podcasts who don't go on tiktok who will fall in love with you from that's all right <laughs> who will fall in love with yeah, you i know it. that will fall in love with you on the <laughs> the podcast to get onto your tiktok and and start following you you know and i just right and, and i hope i mean so far i mean i've thank you by the way for responding to my message because I can't tell you how much thought, how much time has gone into this. And I have sent out so many emails, so many messages, which is a challenge in its own because not everybody lists their emails and, and you can't message anybody on TikTok unless you both are following each other. So it's been a real challenge. And, um, am I your first one? This is my very first episode. Very first episode, oh, man. Shit. Yeah. I'm going to be an OG. Yes, sir. Yeah. I had, That's yeah, awesome. man, you were actually, I had no idea. yeah, you were actually the very first person to respond back. And then after that, I, I have, uh, I think I have like 10 more set in books right now. So I have one tomorrow and, and then, um, so my work schedule, I'm have a week on week off and I work overnight. So my plan is to do two, um, interviews during the week that I'm off so that I can basically have one for each week. Um, so that when I'm working, I don't have to try to rush anything, but yeah, man, you're my, you're my first one. And, uh, I'm super oh, yeah. excited about for it, all man. you other TikTokers, suck it. <laughs> I'm the first, you're the one. first one to respond. And I mean, after <laughs> you, it just went, it was crazy. I'm, I'm getting all kinds of responses and a lot of people think it's a great idea. And I mean, I, I hope so. I'm not doing it and Absolutely. I'm not doing it for me. I'm not making money on this. I, I'm doing it because I want to get to know all of you guys. And I know your fans all want to get to know you guys. So this this is for you. This isn't for me, you know? Right. But this is this is super smart. Like, this is Joe Rogan smart. Like, this is fucking very, very brilliant. Well, I mean, I hope you know? so. And I plan on, you know, my the guests that really enjoyed doing it, I hope to have them on multiple times and 
you know? And I mean, yeah. as they grow as not only people, but also their social media, you know, I'd love to chat with them all again, whoever wants to come back on, you know? So I, I really right. appreciate you, man. Yeah. That'd be, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. This is good. It's like talking to a buddy. <laughs> well, I would shit. love to get a beer with you sometime too, man. If I'm ever in uh, the Ohio area, or if you ever come to Colorado, man. If you're ever in Ohio, yeah, I'd love to go. To, oh my god, I want to go to Colorado so bad. Don't get me wrong. One of my fucking dreams. I don't know if you hunt or not, or if you're like an I outdoorsy am. guy, like hunting and yes, fishing, sir. and so like there is nothing more than I want to do in life than fucking bow hunt a goddamn elk so i have never bow hunted but i hang out with so many people that do and would love to show you we would love to hang out with you sometime and make a trip man oh that'd be so much fun that'd be so much fun if i uh i get to retire early and by early is like i started my career at like 21 years old so I mean, this is long future stuff, but like, I'll be able to retire by the time I'm like 52. Wow. Like I'm done That's awesome. at 52, yeah. you know, which is nice. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> like I'm out. Like people are like, well, if you stay an extra 10 years and I'm like, no, right. I ain't staying for shit. I'm fucking <laughs> out of here, man. And, uh, that's what I, that's what, how I feel like, like my second life's going to start. Yeah. You know, it's like, like after we do, like, I'm going to go fucking elk hunting and shit. And like, you know, I'm going to go see a whale <laughs> at one point. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Shit. You know, like, yeah. So with uh, yeah. drinking, as far as, do you like beer or do you like uh, liquor more? I'm assuming liquor. I'm a bourbon, just straight up okay. bourbon geek. And for anybody who listens to this, I want to make it very clear. Uh, a lot of people think like, I'm just like this fucking lush. Like I would like, just like walk around and I'm like, I like wake up in the morning. And I like chug a bottle of whiskey and I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and it's not like that. It's, it's, it looks way cooler on the internet than what it really is. So I used to be a real big craft beer geek. And, uh, you know, I'd grab a craft beer and I'd be, oh God, I smell pine nuts and blah, 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 blah. And the, the basic gist of it was like, I, I love craft beer. It tastes good, but I'm a large man and craft beer doesn't really do much for me anymore. I enjoy it. It's delicious, but it takes 12 of them for me to do anything sure. with, you know? And then like, I fell in love with bourbon. And I fell in love with bourbon on, on two different things. One, a little bit goes a long way with bourbon, you mm -hmm. know? So I can pour this much bourbon and most nights when I'm not, you know, sinker or drinker and, you know, bah, 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 this is about as much bourbon as I drink in a night. So about an ounce okay. and a half. And, you know, I noticed like I can sip on that all night and I can get different flavors and different complexities and whatever. And then I went down to, to Kentucky and uh, to hear the history of bourbon is, is intoxicating. And it just sucked me in, man. It fucking grabbed me and just wrapped me up. And they were like, this is you. This is everything you fucking love in life. 
And I was like, that's true. <laughs> and I love it. One, it's, it's, it's pure 100% American culture. And a lot of people like, you know, usually most people are like American heritage, either you're, you were a slave or an immigrant or, you know, that's right. it. <laughs> you know, kind of like either you came over here, you were either a native American slave or an immigrant. Right. And then you go, no, there's like in the short period of time, like America was here, like we made bourbon, like we fucking made bourbon and it changed the culture of the world. And it's all made in one state. It's all made in Kentucky and bourbon can be made elsewhere. But like, let's face it, like Kentucky makes true, true good bourbon, you know, and the way they fucking talk about it down there. And it might be a marketing ploy, but God damn it, 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 it fucking works. And they go, well, we, we pick the corn from that field over there. And then we put it in barrels from this barrel place over here. And then we, we roll it into this rick house here. And then we age it for at least four years. And then we pull it out and then we drain it and then we filter it and then we put it in a bottle and we sell it to you for $23 just for me to go. That's good. Name one fucking thing. Name one thing right now that you would do for a minimum of four years for 28 bucks. Nothing. (laughs) I I can't think of one thing. One thing. No. Fucking exactly. Exactly. So what that tells me is it's a labor of love. I agree. There's nothing more beautiful than that. You know, that's where they're solely making, like Heaven Hill makes Rittenhouse Rye. And that's what I'm drinking right now. Rittenhouse Rye, Bottle and Bond. Bottle and Bond means it's aged at 100 proof, four years aged, American white oak charred barrels. It's a rye, so it has to be 51% rye, blah, 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 blah. But somebody fucking rotated this barrel in a, a, a rick house, in a goddamn barn for four years. And this bottle yeah, that... cost me 23 bucks. Somebody wow. did that shit for four years for $23. <laughs> like yeah, through the insane. winter and through the summer, if more, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of my followers have heard me get on my soapbox and, uh, I might get on my soapbox right now, but if a lot more Americans thought the way that bourbon makers thought, I think this country would be a whole lot better. And I think Mm -hmm. Europe got it right. Europe's a lot older than America. But when you go to Europe, right? I've never been to Europe, but my wife's been to Europe and this is what she tells me. So you go to the bread maker, right? You go to the baker and he goes, I made you this best, the best loaf of bread. And my grandfather taught me how to make this loaf of bread. And that's all I know how. My grandfather taught my father. My father taught me. And this is what I do. But it's going to be the best fucking loaf of bread. It's going to be the best slice of bread you have ever fucking eaten in your entire life. And you go, okay, I will buy a loaf of bread. And he's like, $7. You're like, here's my $7. I got this loaf of bread. And then you leave that store and you go to the butcher. He's like, oh, you bought that loaf of bread? He makes the best bread in the entire world. But I'm going to give you this meat 
I'm going to give you this prosciutto or I'm going to give you this aged ham. I don't know shit about making bread. I don't know fucking dick all about making bread. But my grandfather made this meat and he taught my dad and he taught me. And I guarantee you, if you put this meat on this sandwich, it's going to be the best fucking meat and bread sandwich you've ever had. And then you go to the cheesemaker and it goes down. And the cheesemaker says the same shit, man. My, I don't know shit about bread or meat. But I know how to make the best fucking cheese you've ever had in your entire life. And when you look at that and you go, man, that sounds wonderful. That everybody has one specific thing that they are masters at. I wish America had that. that, And America does have that. And it's in bourbon. Somebody, like you were just saying, literally took four years of not making any income, but using their own income to take a chance to possibly make... 24 bucks on one bottle, you know, now, you know, that, 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 that is insane. I mean, everybody nowadays is just so caught up in the almighty dollar right now or, or material wise, just, they got to have it right now. Like Amazon can't deliver fast enough because you need it right now. And just to think that someone had that much right. of a passion and that much love for a product to take four years and not sure of the outcome, but just had a dream and a love and, and just did it. I, I, that, that's amazing. That's the wow. minimum. That's the minimum. So at, at the very bare minimum of making bourbon, right? Somebody's like, I want to put in the little, the most little amount of effort into making a spirit that I could possibly make. And they go, it has to be four years. But I put in one hour of work a day. Dang, that is, that's just insane. And it took that dude four years to make the same profit I did. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. It's so American. It's so ingrained in American culture. And it's fucking beautiful. And, like, I know there's a lot of bourbon drinkers out there that are like, bourbon's getting too mainstream it should be that it should be this is a passion this is a you Mm -hmm. know the french have wine japanese have sake you know the scotland has scotch the irish have jameson's and 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 fucking uh what's what's the other one that's eluding me yellow spot and green spot and Guinness and England has beef eater yeah. and gin and America has bourbon. That, that, that's how I feel. You know, the stories are beautiful. It comes from moonshine and then like running the moonshine and being outlaws. And then like people coming over here and being like, Hey, you know, Elijah Craig. So Elijah Craig bourbon is considered the founder of bourbon. According to his story, you know, the sto- the folklore is half right. the fun. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, Elijah Craig was the leader of like essentially a cult when he came over here. And he had this fermented fish in a barrel. And he had nowhere to store his moonshine at. And if he store his moonshine in the fermented fish barrel, it would taste like fish. So he burnt the outer layer of the inside of that barrel 
he caught it on fire to burn off the fish smell. And then he put he put whiskey in it. And then he would just wow. sealed it and he let it sit. Yeah, wow. And then he's considered the creator of bourbon, according to that story, you know. But that folklore <laughs> should be valued right. as American folklore. You know, it absolutely I don't give a fuck about pilgrims. Right. You know, we all know that's bullshit. We're like the pilgrims came over here and like you know, like that was brainwashing yes. public school bullshit. Like we all know that, right? You know, <laughs> like, it's 2021. We all know Oh that. yeah. You know, we know that like Christopher Columbus was a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like the story is a bourbon are so uniquely American, mm-hmm. they can't be tainted. You know, it's ingrained and it's so early Americana that that's why it's making a resurgence. I'll get off my soapbox now, but like, I really fucking love bourbon. I can't tell you that I drink a lot of bourbon, but just hearing that makes me want to go out and buy a bottle of bourbon now. Go out, buy a bottle of bourbon. By something that says bottled in bond. Okay. Bottle in bond was from, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like 1883. It was the bottle in bond act. And that was like the government regulated, like this is true bourbon. This is what bourbon's supposed to taste like. Yeah. So like, like Evan Williams, Evan Williams, which is owned uh-huh. by heaven Hill bourbon, but Evan Williams, was an actual dude who created like mainstream bourbon who created like mass production bourbon. And he was a big player in getting government regulated federal regulation of uh, bourbon because Mm -hmm. there was this big boom, but people were like, well, I want to get some of that gold boom. You know, I want to get some of that. So they were like making bathtub moonshine and they were putting everything they could in it. Tobacco spit, turpentine. Like I'm not joking. And it was giving people rot gut. And where that term like it'll make you go blind Mm -hmm. and it's rot gut. That term is from bad bourbon batches. They were like, hey, you want to buy that? We'll sell you this for five bucks. It'll get you fucked up. It's not going to taste good. You know? And I forget, uh, Bottle and Bond Act, U.S. government supervision to meet the strictest requirements of Rittenhouse to enjoy the flavor. It does not give me the date. Huh. It's almost as old as America, though. It's almost as old as America. Bourbon is almost as old. It's like the Civil War ended, and like right after the Civil War ended, they were like, okay, now we need to regulate bourbon. Like, we got rid of the British. You know, we got rid of slavery. Now we got to do bourbon. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was that serious. You know? Yeah. Wow. And if that you get awesome. bottle and bond, yeah. that I law didn't. is still in state. Like federal government comes and regulates bourbon to make sure it's at the highest standard of of whatever the fuck they're making, which is incredible. You know. Okay. Well, when we get off of here, I'm going to have the wife go <laughs> pick something up for <laughs> Babe, I need Evan Williams, white label, which would be my recommendation. Evan Williams, okay. white label, yeah, bottle and her. bond. 
It'll cost you like $23 a bottle. Super cheap. It's delicious. Okay. It's a hundred proof. You'll love it. Awesome, man. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> All, All right. right. So before we go, I wanted to do a little, um, I call this a uh, fire away, fire away. And it's, um, just a series of questions that I want to ask you. And it's, it's just kind of like a speed round in a way. Um, but your favorite movie and TV show. My favorite movie, a TV show. My favorite movie ever is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou with George Clooney. Incredible movie. Yeah, that's great. My favorite TV show mm -hmm. that was ever made was Hannibal. And they only made, they only ever made three seasons of it. Yeah, yeah I remember it was that. incredible. Yeah. Coming from a okay. psychology background, it was amazing. Favorite place to travel. Yeah, that's going to be uh, Bardstown, Kentucky, the the bourbon capital okay. of America. <laughs> All right, <laughs> makes sense. Your favorite restaurant? Oh God, that's a hard one. <laughs> so, uh, favorite restaurant is is oh God, that's so hard because I hate chain. It's supposed to be a speed round. I hate chain restaurants. So, like, I hate fucking Applebee's. I hate all that shit. I, I can't answer that one. I don't have a favorite restaurant because usually okay. I'm a better cook than most restaurants. And that sounds arrogant, but okay. I really like cooking. Oh, I <laughs> respect that 100%, honestly. No. Yeah. How about favorite actor slash actress? Mm. Favorite actor? Um... Tom Harding. He's fucking incredible. Love him. Absolutely love uh, him. He does uh really good comedy. And then if you've ever watched the TV series Taboo, who that was really big in England, that like was on FX for like two, three seasons. Uh he was amazing in that. And he's also in one of my favorite movies. So it'd be like, oh, brother, where art thou? And then like Lawless would be a very close second. And he's in that movie. Oh, yeah, Lawless. Oh, God. What an incredible fucking movie that is. Um, favorite actress? Scarlett Johansson, maybe? Probably. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah. And she's she really is. good in the movie Sing. She plays the She plays the hedgehog in Sing. She like. Yes. And she has like multiple, like people don't know, like Scarlett Johansson is a phenomenal singer. Oh yeah. She's fucking amazing. She has like Grammys and shit. Nobody talks about. Oh yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. But. And going back to Tom Hardy, have you seen the movie warrior? I did watch that. I actually watched that with my patients. Like, holy shit, man. That dude. Yeah. is mind blowingly good. Like him, Tom Harding, and um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Fucking incredible, man. Oh, yeah. That dude is amazing. Okay, just a couple more. So, favorite band or musical artist? Favorite band right now, currently, is probably Lorna Shore. Uh, I really like what they're doing with their new album and their new singer. I'm a death metal guy. I love death metal. Okay. Same here. Um, so Lorna Shore is really good. They're the fucking hellfire. Jesus Christ. What a song. And then uh, Emure 
is probably a close second as far, far okay. as like metal bands that I go to. I kind of like that rap death metal thing like Emir's doing, but I like like Lorna Shore, like where it's like a black deathcore. Mm-hmm. I like that. But on the retrospect, man, like I'll listen, I'll, I'll fuck with some like hardcore rap and like Ty- Tyler, the creator and Kendrick Lamar are some of the smartest fucking lyricists in the world. For rap, I would say Eminem. Oh yeah. Eminem's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. The, the, what he can do with words. I just, it, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Okay. I, I absolutely um, agree. Do you prefer a text message or a phone call? Text message or phone call? Uh, text message all the time. Text okay. Me. Don't 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 phone call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... All right. Final question. Okay. Favorite TikTok right. creator. Favorite TikTok creator right now has to be Zarbo. Okay. Um, I I mentioned him earlier. I swear to God, this guy is the funniest dude on TikTok. And the fact that he's not at like 20 million followers blows my mind. Uh, he is funny at a level that funny could aspire to. Very smart. Used to play for, he used to go on tour for a lot of rock bands. He used to be a drummer for a rock band, so he has experience from that. He's humble. And just like, God damn it, like he just, he totes that fucking line where you're like, oh man, that is that is good content that is solid shit right there and it's smart it's smart thinking uh it's underscore z a b r o zarbo okay i'm telling you if nobody follows him man go follow him he's my favorite tiktoker like when he comes up on my for you page i know i'm in for a good laugh okay do you know him personally or no so I don't no, I've never met the guy. I I don't know where he's at. I have no fucking idea. I've never shook the guy's hand. I've never looked at him in I know we follow each other. Okay. I know that. That's all I all know. Right. <laughs> that's know? all right. No, that's yeah, awesome. Like, yeah. Well, cool, man. I mean that's the beautiful thing about yeah. TikTok. It's been an absolute joy talking to you and getting to know you, man. And honestly, like like you said earlier, it does feel like I'm just talking to a buddy and uh, that's awesome, you know, and I'm, I'm so happy that you wanted to come on and, uh, give this, sh- this, give this a shot and, and that's share sweet. your story. And, and I appreciate it so much, man. And, um, I really do hope that sometime, whether it's here in Colorado or there in Ohio, we can get together and, uh, we should definitely stay in touch and, um, we'll plan something, man. You seem like a great guy and, um, sure. definitely someone I could, uh, have a beer or two or maybe some bourbon with. So, oh yeah, man. Let's all right, it. man. Well, thank you so Let's much. Let me know. Uh, good, good. good. I'm so glad. All right. Well, you take care, man. Tick-tocking, a tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes.